It's because I run in these circles that I get to see. You'd be shocked at the individuals that you know have been successful, that you hear have high net worths, but from a cash flow standpoint, they're cutting it pretty damn close. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Chris Harder Show. It's another Money Monday here where we talk all things money, how to make more money, how to feel about money, and how to keep more of your money. And today we're going to be talking about some of the money myths online. Some of the myths regarding money and success that, quite honestly, are probably making you feel crappy or even you know, insufficient or unsuccessful. I'll be frank. Never before has there been more misinformation and more people either intentionally or accidentally misleading you on what is or is not a lot of money and how well they've done. There's huge misleading lifestyles out there on social media. And I'll tell you, they're affecting mental health. For number one, they're affecting mental health. And we need to get our our arms around that. For everyone, but especially entrepreneurs and especially even teenagers and children who are currently at the stage of their life where they're defining, hey, what's a lot of money and what does success look like? And so that's why I'm doing this episode is is I want to put an end to four of these these money myths that are out there that I see people sharing either unintentionally or even sometimes intentionally. You know, I see a lot of misleading messaging by all types of individuals, but especially by coaches or People with some kind of program to sell you that will supposedly increase your success. That's where I see this this misinformation leverage the most. You know, and, and, and I share this with you because, quite honestly, I don't want to see you get suckered. Number one, I don't want you to fall for some of this marketing. But number two, the fact is, you're probably doing way better than you think you are because you're comparing yourself to results that are not real. Let me repeat this. You're probably doing way better than you give yourself credit for because you're comparing yourself to results that are not realistic. And that affects your mental health. And that's just not right. And so that's why I share this episode with you. So we can get back to understanding what's realistic, what we can and cannot accomplish in what type of time period, and when we should be damn proud of ourselves. So here we go. I've compiled four misleading messages that I see people leveraging and, well, sadly, other people believing that just aren't the whole truth. And maybe that's the best way to put this. They just aren't the whole truth. So here's number one. Number one, I can't stand when I see people call themselves a millionaire 
And there's two different ways that this is misleading. So I'll, I'll start with way number one and then way number two. But number one misleading statement is when you see people marketing themselves or talking about being a millionaire. Now, the first way it's misleading is when I see people say things like, this is the year I became a millionaire, or this was my millionaire year, or this is how I became a millionaire, when they're not really a freaking millionaire. In other words, they might have sold a million dollars worth of their courses or their masterminds or their product or their physical goods. And because they, quote, grossed a million dollars, they're running around calling themselves a millionaire. But that's just not the definition of a millionaire. You typically hear this the first year that someone's overall brand or company sold a million dollars worth of product. But the truth is, no, no, you did not become a millionaire that year, likely. You didn't become a millionaire. You might have made a million dollars gross, but you probably spent 500 grand on getting there, team, marketing, ads, et cetera, and another 500 grand on your lifestyle that you're showing on Instagram. And your net worth is probably barely above zero. And being a millionaire is a component of net worth, not of what you earned before you started accounting for all of the expenses that went into earning that. A millionaire is not somebody who makes a million dollars a year. No, it is somebody who has at least $1 million in net worth. Now, for those of you that don't know what net worth is, net worth is simply all of your assets added up minus all of your debts. And when that number equals a million dollars or more, then you have a million dollar net worth. Here's a very simple example. If you had $500,000 in the bank and you had $500,000 equity in your home and you did not have a stitch of debt, then $500,000 plus $500,000 would be a million minus $0 debt. That would be a millionaire. Now, the reason this irks me is because I know people that make a million dollars in sales in a year. But like I said, they spent 500 grand getting there. And the other 500 grand left over, they did not take care of it. They don't still have that. And so, no, they are not a millionaire, even though they're marketing themselves as one. Here's why this is important. It makes you think that you too have to make a million dollars a year in order to become a millionaire. And that's simply not true. That's why I'm sharing this first one. It makes you think that you have to make a million dollars a year in order to become a millionaire, and it's not true. There's a a million ways, no pun intended, that you can become a millionaire. You can become a millionaire by making a tenth of that and then saving it and investing it wisely over time. You can become a millionaire by putting money into your 401k for 30 years. You can become a millionaire by buying a, a couple of rental properties, two, three rental properties where somebody else pays your mortgage payment by paying you rent until it's paid off. And then collectively, these two or three homes are worth a million dollars that are paid off. It's another way to become a millionaire. Because there's plenty of ways to become a millionaire. And in today's dollars, the truth is, being a millionaire is not what it's cracked up to be. Guess what? You don't get to retire just because you're a millionaire. Not with inflation. Not in today's economy. The second way that I see people leverage millionaire in their messaging that is a bit misleading is the antithesis of what I just talked about. So I just talked about people that earn a million dollars and then say, hey, I'm a millionaire. This is my millionaire year when really they don't have a million dollars net worth. 
But this is the opposite of that. This is misleading, where people will call their business a million-dollar business or even a multi-million-dollar business, implying that they are generating a million dollars a year or more in their business. But most of the time, I can see that this is not true either. What they really mean to say is that over the past few years, maybe their total sales have eclipsed a million dollars. And that's why they're valuing their business as a million-dollar business. But the truth is, unless they can sell their business for a million dollars, unless there's an actual buyer that says, hey, you know what? That's a good business. I'll give you a million bucks for it. I'll buy you out. Then they don't have a million-dollar business. So if somebody earned $250,000 four years in a row, sure, that's a million dollars cumulatively. But it doesn't mean that they have a million-dollar business like they're talking about or a multi-million dollar business. This one especially triggers me when you see people or companies calling themselves or somebody in their company a millionaire, when really they've just maybe made $100,000 for 10 years cumulatively. Now, don't get me wrong. Great job. That's awesome. Making six figures for 10 years in a row, that deserves to be applauded and celebrated. But here's my beef. My beef is with the implication, the misleading statement that you too could have a million-dollar business just like this person. When in fact, it's not a million dollar business. So that's number one. When people are throwing around the word word millionaire, uh, when they're not actually a millionaire. Number two, financial myth out there that uh, the truth gets stretched on. Is when people boast, I sold a $100 million company or I had a $50 million exit. And if you don't know what an exit is, an exit is when you sell a company, when you find a buyer for it, or when your investment in a company uh, gets returned to you plus profit, that's an exit. Whenever there's a liquidity event where you're recouping your investment or getting cash for your company, that's called an exit. Now, this is misleading because people who sell their companies for $10 million or $50 million or $100 million, whatever, They don't typically walk with all of that money like they're implying in their bio or like other people are implying about them. You hear things like, oh, he's the $100 million man. He sold his company for $100 million. Or can you believe he sold his company for $50 million? The truth is, most people don't own the entire bulk of their company when they sell it. In many, many cases, they own 10%, 20%, 50%, 75% of their company when they sell it. And then they only get that corresponding percentage in the sale. For example, I've got a friend. He sold his company for over $300 million. And everyone calls him the $300 million man, except he only owned 10% of it. And I know he walked with about $30 million minus taxes. Now, nothing wrong with $30 million, and it is an awesome accomplishment to build a $300 million company and sell it. So nothing wrong with this situation whatsoever. But it's the constant talk about so-and-so being the $300 million man or so-and-so sold their company for $300 million and now they're doing all these other things. That's misleading. And the reason I think that's misleading, my problem with this is that it makes you, when you've generated something amazing, like. Maybe you actually have a $1 million business. Maybe you've generated a significant six-figure business. Maybe you have a half a million dollars that you've, you've accumulated. My problem is 
it makes you in those situations feel like it's not a significant accomplishment and then you beat yourself up, aka mental health. Like you haven't succeeded yet. Like what you've done isn't good enough. And you start to think, my God, I'm so far away from actually being successful that I just give up or I'm never going to get there. Everybody else is running around with $100 million. And you know, here I am sitting with just a half a million dollars. Oh, I'm such a failure. When that's not truly the case. This is one of the examples where it causes mental health issues for those that are driven. You want to be proud of your current success? Try taking a look back at what your goals were five years ago. Not at what somebody else has done. Don't compare yourself to what other people are have done. You want to be proud of your current success? Look back to what your goals were five years ago. I'll bet when you compare what you've generated compared to what your goals were five to 10 years ago, I'll bet you're crushing it. I'll bet you've, been, you've moved the finish line 10 times already. Like, first, I want a six-figure business. Ooh, got there. Never mind. I want a quarter million dollar. Ooh, got there. Never mind. I want a half million dollar business. Ooh, got there. Never mind. Oh, I want a million dollar business. Then I'll be happy, right? Then I'll be successful. I bet you've moved the finish line time and time again. And that's good. Keep challenging yourself. But don't compare yourself to these incredible stories about other individuals that are getting credit for maybe not quite having the amount of money that people are implying. Number three, another misleading financial myth out there. When people brag about their launches, specifically, when people are selling you a program or bragging about their six-figure launch or their seven-figure launch. I made a million dollars on my launch. I made a hundred grand on my launch. This one really irks me because again, the implication is that it must be easy to do and everybody can do it. And that you can routinely launch something and stick a million bucks in the bank. You can routinely launch something and stick a hundred grand in the bank. But guys, here's the truth. They might've sold six figures in sales during their launch or even seven figures in sales during their launch. But they got there by spending money on Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads, uh, affiliate splits, where the affiliate collected uh, 50% of the sale, right? Or they might have had a six-figure launch by collecting $50,000 up front and another $50,000 just in commitments to a payment plan. And guess what? Those payment plans never get fully completed, meaning there's always delinquency. There's always attrition. and so. The perception of six-figure launches, seven-figure launches, look what I can do, makes you think, and this is why it bothers me, it makes you think that if you made $10,000 on your own, $40,000, $50,000, $75,000 on your launch, you think you failed. Gosh, why don't I do six-figure launches like they always do? Except you did it on your own. You didn't have affiliates. You didn't have ads. You did it organically. You kept the money. The truth is this. If you did a $50,000 launch on your own to your natural audience, you likely did better than the person who did a $100,000 launch with affiliates and ads and everything else. So give yourself a pat on the back. Again, it causes mental anguish. It causes mental health problems. When you're comparing yourself to somebody's results where it's not telling the entire story. Number four. Money myth number four is this. Rich people actually have a lot less actual money than you think. They really do. Way way less like real money on demand where they could actually go buy something with it than you think. And this is part perspective. It's part misleading statements through people's messaging. But I hate to say it, it's also part ignorance 
by those looking at individuals saying, oh, they must have 10 million. Oh, they must have 50 million. Oh, they must have 100 million. And when I say ignorance, I mean it in a very respectful way, meaning ignorance as in a lack of experience when it comes to how much money is a lot of money and what you do with your money and how much you keep. You know, when you earn money, people think that people that earn a million dollars a year must keep a million dollars a year. No, they keep a couple hundred grand of it or a few hundred grand of it, right? It takes money to make money. So people don't actually understand how much money is actually a lot of money. And they certainly don't understand how much money individuals have. They give them too much credit. People don't understand that wealthy people may have a high net worth, but it's usually tied up in investments and properties and companies and employees and stocks and you know, you name it, as it should be, by the way. It should not be sitting in the bank because it's not making any money in the bank. Your money should always be sent off to work for you. Your dollars should always be making baby dollars out of the mama and papa dollars rubbing together. I see every dollar's role as the same way I see an employee or a teammate. They must be deployed in their area of expertise, returning more than what their face value is. So in other words, an employee, if you're paying them a salary, they must be giving you back more in value than what the salary is. Same with your dollars. They must be deployed in a way where your dollar is bringing you back $2, $3. And so it shouldn't be sitting in your account. And this is why people think people have more money than they do. And then you beat yourself up. You might have, matter of fact, real story. I know someone right now, they have a quarter million dollars in their accounts. And they feel like a failure because they think everybody around them has 10 million, 20 million. And some of the people that they're talking about that they think have 10 million, 20 million, I know for a fact that they only have a few hundred thousand dollars in their account right now. Sure, they got some good investments. Sure, they got some net worth. But people are beating themselves up over false comparisons. So when you hear that someone's worth a million dollars or that they're a millionaire, you automatically think, oh, they got a million dollars sitting in a bank, but they don't. They probably have 100 grand or 50 grand of real money in the bank. When you hear that someone's worth $50 million, you might think they literally have $50 million, but they don't. They might have $1 to $5 million in actual money that they could easily get their hands on without liquidating investments. It's because I run in these circles that I get to see. You'd be shocked at the individuals that you know have been successful, that you hear have high net worths, but from a cash flow standpoint, they're cutting it pretty damn close. It reminds me of the story when Elon Musk sold PayPal. And at the time when he was building Tesla, he was worth $300 million on paper. His net worth was $300 million. But at that exact same time, he was staying on a couch in a spare bedroom at a friend's house and had to borrow money to make payroll next week or Tesla was going to shut down. How is that possible? How can a guy who's worth $300 million at that time, now he's worth billions, obviously, but when he was building Tesla and we had just sold PayPal years ago, how can someone who's worth $300 million possibly have to borrow money to make payroll and sleep on someone's couch, not have their own home. It's because just because someone's worth a certain amount of money on paper doesn't mean they have that money in the bank. And it's important for you to know that so you don't beat yourself up over what you think you have in the bank. You know, this also happens, this assumption that people have way more money than they do. This also happens because of our own aspirational selves. We're dreamers. It's the big dreamer in each of you. You want to believe that people have all this money. You want to believe that something amazing is possible because you want to get there too. And we put wealthy people on a pedestal, assuming that they have more than they do. 
because it's exciting to think that so many people must have so much money and one day you're going to get there too. I'm a dreamer, so I'm actually okay with this. I feed off of this. But we need to keep it in check. We need to keep it real. The person you think has $10 million probably isn't even close. The person you think is worth $50 million probably isn't even there. The person you think is a hundred millionaire or a billionaire almost certainly is not. So it's time to stop being so hard on ourselves. It's time to stop thinking that we are not doing well enough. It's time to appreciate just how much you've accomplished. It's time to start having more realistic views of what's possible, of did you do a good job on that launch or not, of how fast or should I say how slow and consistently things build over time. It's time to second guess each person that you're putting on a pedestal and then feeling down that you're not where they are. It's time to start second guessing each person that you're putting on a pedestal saying, oh, if I buy their course, if I buy their program, if I, if I do this thing, then they're going to help fi- solve my financial woes. Yes, the right coach will help you, but there's a lot of people out there that are using some tricky words and tricky phrases that unfortunately is not going to turn into a good situation for yourself when you invest. It's time for us to stop applauding some of the fuzzy math that's being passed around out there because you are doing well. Yes, you aspire to be doing better, and I love that about you. But you are doing better than you think. Stop to smell the roses because I can promise you, you might be doing even better than many of the people I see you looking up to, and that deserves to be recognized. Knowing what's possible and and having a solid plan of how to get there, guys, that's what it's all about. Knowing what's behind the curtain, that's what it's all about. Knowing the truth about what's really going on so that you know you're on track or not, that's what it's really about. That's why I love when you guys DM me. I I always say, DM me your business questions. I'm happy to answer 100% of them on Instagram. And a lot of the DMs you guys send me, they say you're stuck in your business. It feels flat. It feels too slow. You feel like you're failing. Many of you DM me asking, hey, how can I grow faster? How can I take a bigger leap without taking six months or a year to do it? I'm seeing seeing a huge craving for faster breakthroughs. And so I've listened. I'm doing an experiment. I'm doing an experiment. It's going to involve some of you. Instead of a mastermind, which I love, you know, I have masterminds and and it's where someone gets together with another large group for six months or a year. And over that six months or a year, you very methodically support each other. So you hit your big audacious goals by the end of the year. Instead of a mastermind though, what I'm seeing is a craving for a faster mind, a faster mind. And my team loves to make fun of the name. But that's exactly what I'm hearing out there is people want a faster mind. Like, how do I get from where I am right now to where I want to go? Not over six months, not over a year. There's a time and a place for that. But dang it, I just need to up-level one or two great big steps and I need to do it right now. That's a faster mind. Seriously, probably the coolest thing I've ever put together. And so I'm doing this experiment. And if you want to be a part of it, you're going to get the new valuable relationships that come with a mastermind because you're going to be working with other talented entrepreneurs in tiny groups of four to six. But you're also going to get the intimacy and the hands-on strategy and attention that comes with being one of our 
VIP day participants, where it's just me and my team and you rolling up our sleeves for an entire day working on your business. It's the hybrid of those two. It's doing that, but in a small group of four to six people right here in my house. And the emphasis is on fast, creating a fast breakthrough that bridges the gap between where you are right now and where you actually want to be in the next six months. And I'm ridiculously excited about it. So listen, if you want to get into the first one, remember, this experiment only involves four to six of you right here at my house, sleeves rolled up, working on each other's businesses. If you want to be involved in the first one, here's what you do. Text me the word FASTER, F-A-S-T-E-R. Text me the word FASTER to 310-421-0416. And we'll start having a text dialogue over why you may or may not be a good fit, what it looks like, and how we're going to move the needle for you. But only four to six of you are going to get to be involved in this experiment. So text me the word FASTER to 310-421-0416. Again, the word FASTER to 310-421-0416. Cannot wait to do this with you guys. Two back-to-back full days, sleeves rolled up, going out to dinner, brainstorming, burning the candle together, and you leaving with a plan and a brand new group of individuals that you can tap into. I can't wait. So we'll see who gets in. Text me the word faster to 310-421-0416. In the meantime, guys, when good people make good money, they do great things. But I want you to appreciate the actual money that you have made up to this point instead of wishing that you're where other people are where they might not actually be. And when you do that, that's when things like mental health and that's when things like self-love are actually able to be a part of the picture of success as well. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.